morning, good Friday morning, and welcome to Community Spotlight here on Ugly Radio. I am your host, Reverend Samuel T. Ross Lee, pastor of the Emanuel Missionary Baptist Church here in New Haven, Connecticut, the oldest African-American church in the state of Connecticut. And we want to give a shout out to our listeners on WNHH who are joining us for the first time uh, this morning. So here we are. Here we are. Um, what we're going to talk about today. You know what we're going to talk about today. Y'all have to know what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the students at Amistad High School. My goodness. Walked out. Walk mass out. demonstration. What that's all about. What that should be about. Mm-hmm. What it needs to be about. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was in Atlanta. Shout out to the Atlanta Jazz Festival. Okay. Oh, man. Great, great okay. event. Great event. When was this? Last weekend? Last weekend. Memorial oh. Day weekend, right? I okay. want to also shout out to my loyal Atlanta listener. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I was there this weekend. Get home mm-hmm. um, uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it was that evening, I guess, I came to come to my um, computer, turn on the you know, website for New Haven Independent. Shout out Paul Bass, New Haven Independent. Mm-hmm. We still, you know, working out our relationship, whatever, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but you never had it, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. Uh, there you go. Um, but um, so turn on the, uh, you know, the computer, go New Haven Independent. I see this article. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I look at the comment section, which is the first thing I look at, not the section itself, but the, the number of comments that are present, mm. that are there. And it was already some 30 comments by the time I saw the story for the first time, okay. which is rather unusual. Yeah, I usually catch the story early, you know, mm. and the first comments going out. So I start reading the comments. I read the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the comment section of any news publication, if it's online or whatever, um, is almost always more fascinating than the story itself. Because you have the direct reaction of the, the reader, the viewer, Etc. Good or bad, informed or uninformed. Some there people have interesting things to say. Right. Um, even when I didn't, you know, before the internet, I used to read the um, letter to the editors. Oh, is that right? Of the new. Oh, yeah. By I all means. So you were always means. looking for the trouble first. Um, no, it's just it's just <laughs> fascinating know, to see how people act and, and, what, and what they say <laughs> to things, right? So uh, I'll tell you about an interesting um, conversation that I found in that si- that particular situation mm-hmm. in that way. But anyway, go to the comment section, read, start reading the comments, and I was a bit dismayed by the comments that I read. So of course. Mm-hmm. First of all, the story was I about... I had to write one. The story was about Amistad School. Right. Which is a school here in the city of New Haven. Charter school. Charter school here in the city of New Haven. Right. And, Achievement uh, first charter school. That's right. Achievement first. And uh, it just so happened that this, uh, the kids in the high school decided mm-hmm. that they were going to walk out of the school last... Well, this week. Right. Earlier this week. Right. They decided they are going to walk out in protest of the treatment. No, 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 that's not the... Push aside the education. I think that's something else we're going to address. But the treatment that the students and the minority teachers or faculty. Or the were, lack thereof. Or the lack thereof. They were oh, arguing for exactly. diversity. That exactly. was one of the signs they had up. You know, right. We exactly. don't have diversity. We don't have black teachers here. And as a result, they're saying, you know, these draconian methods are being used in a very harsh way. Mm-hmm. Um, or more or more often than they should be, mm-hmm. and we think it's because the teachers don't have sensitivity to our cultural and racial reality. Mm-hmm. 
And, and you know, that's a very real thing. Um, so these kids walked out. I was talking to a friend yesterday, last night, as a matter of fact, um, on tennis court. And he said, um, you know, well, why after all this time, you know, did they, you know, did they do this? And I said, well, you know, this is the high school. And the high school right. hasn't been operating that long. That's right. And high school students, you know, have they a different mentality exactly. and a different, you know, Even reality. Even if they've been in the system for as long. Exactly. That's when the rebellion stage, everyone who has a kid that's in high school knows that's when the rebellion that's stage rebellion comes stage up. comes in. High and school, um, you don't have, you've never heard of a middle school walkout. Never. They're still no, children. Exactly. They don't have any notion of that sort of thing. Right. College students, high school students, that's when you walk out. That's the protest you don't even crowd. walk out of grad school. You don't, exactly. <laughs> by the time you get there, and the walkouts are over. By, by the time you get to grad school, you're like, oh, man, I'm a little tired. My cone's acting up. Right. You know, you got time for all that. <laughs> yeah, you, got yeah. to, you, you got some papers to write. And that there kind you of go. Stuff. <laughs> but it is the period and the time when, you know, um, kids are supposed to do that kind of thing mm -hmm. when that romantic notions are still, you know, very real. It really should be real for us for the, all throughout our lives. But it's really, you know, uh, that's when you're really finding yourself, and that's when it should be exactly, out there. exactly, exactly. So, but let's talk about, um, you know, the legitimacy of their walking out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Would you say some of the some of the statements in the comment section was was for the school? Well, you know, you had statements about students, you know, that, you know, they were saying, you know, they, they should be appreciating what's going on. Oh, appreciate Amistad. the slave ship. They should be appreciating, you know, that Amistad does a better job than the public. They, you know, a lot of the comments, a number of the comments, because I read both this and the New Haven Register, which I also <laughs> make comments on. Okay. But I write one comment. Well, let's not and I pick put them up on, right now. And I put them on both. Until they get a radio station and decide that they're going to put us in the Okay, so the other on. newspaper here there in the go. city. Okay. But it was <laughs> the other newspaper in the city that people directly responded to my comment. Huh. And one person said in particular, you know, I think you are addressing um, the solution to a problem and not the problem itself. So Amistad is the solution to the problem of New Haven Public Schools. That's what their notion was. Mm. Um, my response to that person was, first of all, a, a response to a problem is not necessarily a good thing. That response is not necessarily good in and of itself. And it is not above critique and criticism. That's True. the first thing. first thing. Second of all, let's deal with this notion about, you know, New Haven Public School being the problem, right? Um, and that goes into the whole notion of how we have put on the school systems way too much responsibility to do things that they simply don't have um, the, uh, the ability to do. Exactly. Now, clearly, public schools and public education in America and in New Haven mm -hmm. can be better. Right. We need to do better. Correct. Any human institution is, is, is imperfect. You know, that's not a, that's not a you know, eye-opener to anyone. And things need to be done. And mm -hmm. sometimes those things need to be done that just shouldn't be happening. Right. There's certain things that shouldn't be happening. And Correct. They need to. But to say that Amistad style mm -hmm. and Achievement First style charter schools mm -hmm. are the response to what's going on in public schools is just a bunch of baloney. And I agree with you. Now, here's the thing that I get, what's really interesting is that I've been banging against these charter schools for years. From, the, from, my, from my inception here in New Haven, I uh, have been, oh, yes. Okay, all right. So we're on the same page when it comes to that. And, uh, and here it is. You know, I think that, like they said, you know, it took longer, but I just knew it was going to be a time when the chickens were going to come home to roost, for lack of a better analogy. Yeah. It's like, you know, it was Boiled just... Boiled over, the, exactly. the straw was broken, you exactly. know, a whole nine yards. It was just a matter of time because these kids, when I heard of a 13 or 14-year-old 
went, went back, not, not continue, went back to wetting the bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I hear these stories, there's no way you can tell me the anxiety that the they're anxiety feeling based they're upon feeling how they're school. being treated in school. Exactly. And, and what's going on it's what's school. making them react the way that they're reacting. Right. But they, there was no way you can tell me, well, this is a good thing for our kids. You know, right. when you look at this, and I heard you mention this to someone yesterday on my show, was, you know, the people who are, so, who are running these institutions, let's mm -hmm. call them what they are, mm -hmm. They are running these institutions. These businesses. They, That's, they're yeah, businesses. Yeah, well, you know, they're more like uh, correctional institutions, if you ask me. Well, That's but those are private businesses. Private yeah. prisons are businesses as well. That's right. Correct. Correct. I stand corrected. Uh, but the people who are running these things, their kids are not enrolled in these schools. Exactly. Exactly. It, they don't put their, their kids are not, not just their kids. Their, their kids, their friends' kids. Right, right. You know, their, 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 their acquaintances, right. if they are, and the, the people who know you best right. are not willing to put their kids under your tutelage and under these types of systems, why should we be doing that? That's, that's been one of my arguments all along. Correct. These people and it's a good argument. are using it's a our kids to make money for folk who are running a business. They're creaming the best students. You know, mm -hmm. oh, they come in on a lottery, yes, but the ones that you don't want and can't handle, you send They're away. Back. You send it back. And, even and after that's the, you see, that's the option that public schools don't public have. Public schools don't have that option. They don't they have, have to that option. They have to absorb it. They have to work with the good and the bad exactly. regardless. And when you talk so about these test scores, exactly. they have to absorb into their exactly. system the test scores of kids who can come in reading on a level two grades or three grades lower than where they are. Mm -hmm. And after all of that, mm -hmm. These charter schools still are not producing numbers that are that much higher, if they're higher at all, than, than regular the public, public schools. schools. Exactly. So where's your argument here that these schools are somehow the savior of our community and of our children? Because one of the things that I noticed, I, I, I was observing the conversation you were having with the young lady yesterday, mm -hmm. and I realized that one of the things that we look for in our community too much is corporal punishment. Mm. Yeah. I think we look for it too much, and that... That, my friends, trust me, that goes straight back to the plantation. I do believe that. Okay? You whip them in order to get them to act right. Right. You don't communicate with them. You beat them. They're beneath your explanation. Let me tell you You're what. You're supposed to beat them until they start responding, and that's what. So now it's going from the whip to the mental beatdown in these, in these right. places. And, and, it's, and to such a degree that we have embraced that as a cultural thing. Exactly. Let me tell you the image. I, 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 I haven't really watched much of the new roots, but mm. I do remember from the old roots. Right. There's a scene in there that is so stuck in my head. When Kizzy, Kunta Kinte's mm -hmm. daughter, mm -hmm. had been taught letters and how to spell her name mm -hmm. by her little white friend. Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't real a friend. She was, you know, Acquainted. slave master, yeah. slave yeah, master's exactly. daughter, right? right? She had been taught how to write her letter. So she's in the slave quarter where they live mm -hmm. one night, and she writes her name into the dirt. Mm -hmm. You know what her mother did? Scratched it up. She slapped her so hard. Uh, go, what is wrong with you? You right. trying to die? 
the, the slave, they will sell you. Yes. They will send you away from us. And this yes. is a mother who had already experienced this, according to the right. story, with, some, uh, with, with another family she had. Mm. And she was trying to protect her child. But that became the way to do it. I would rather whip you and keep you safe than to keep you, than to have you um, um, beaten by them or taken by them, which is the same mentality that people were expressing when the Jews, today, when um, not just today, but you remember when, when it was the um, the Baltimore riot? <laughs> Correct. When the kids, Correct. you know, the mother, oh, right. oh look at that right. black mother, right. she's, she's taking, she's handling business and right. that kind of stuff, and no, black no. and white folk was celebrating Everyone. this black kid getting beat on television. But it was, you know, it was also celebrated by blacks as well. It, oh, that's my point. Yeah. Oh, okay. We yeah. definitely did yeah, it. Yeah, we're the like, white folks were perpetuating. Exactly. They, they were putting her on television, putting her on screen and that kind of stuff. Right. You know. Um, she stepped up to the she, plate. Yeah, yeah, she no, was this is what This is what we want them to do. No, that's not what we do. And so that mentality is, is, is attached to the now notion to my of white, To my white brothers and sisters who have experienced the hands of their parents as such, still does not make it right. Right. That too could be from the plantation mentality. Maybe your overseer came home and beat his kids. You never know. It is, these are all of these things that we do today. Now look, I had someone who's dear to me ask me when I was, when we first met each other, and he said, you know, I guess he saw me as being so-called different, which, you know, I hate that try to treat me as an honorary white. I can't stand <laughs> that. You know, it, it drives right. me up the wall. When he had the guards. I'm glad he did, though. But he said to me, he said, uh, he asked me, uh, I don't want to be offensive, but why do black kids always out in the streets, playing in the streets, mm. or, the, or, or always on the porch? And I said to him, if you want the real answer, let me know. But if you just want the fluff, let's walk away from that. Mm -hmm. Am I, of course now I grew his interest, what it is. And I told him, it goes straight back to the plantation. And he's like, oh, how does that go back? And I said, well, 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 have you ever thought that just maybe that this could have been from where the slave master wanted to kept accountability of his slaves, make them play right in, out there, mm -hmm. keep the kids playing in front, because that was part of the process. Mm -hmm. Keep them playing in an area that you could keep count. Right. You keep the adults out on the porch so you could keep count. Keep count. It was about keeping count. Right. You ever thought of And then he said, oh, okay, I hear that, but what does that got to do with it today? And I said, well, let me ask you a question. You're Irish. How do you celebrate the parade? How do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Right. You drink, even if you have one drink. Well, where did you get that from? Passed down from generation to generation. Right. That's all this yeah. is. Yeah. Passed so down. Things, are passed down. things come through socially that sometimes you don't even recognize that you're carrying social baggage. Right. That's why you could tell what part of the, the world, not just the country, what part of the world someone is from because they bring their culture with them. Right. These right. Are, so why all of a sudden it's totally different when it comes to the black issue? Right. So, so we have turned our, our kids over, and a lot of these parents have turned their kids over to these institutions, mm -hmm. these charter schools, mm -hmm. that have um, decided and, de and, and, and determined mm -hmm. that our kids need behavior modification before they even hit the campus. I hold that, you know, behavior modification is a dangerous, when I say right. dangerous, that is one of the most dangerous things that you could ever put on right. the table. And that's what they but that's that's their focus. That's their goal. That's their pedagogical um, perspective and, and model. 
we're going to, you know, behavior modification. We sit them down. We make them sit straight. Look mm -hmm. us. The SDS, mm -hmm. back in 69, somewhere around there, mm -hmm. SDS was known as the white snake. Right. Student for nonviolent, student nonviolent coordination committee that John Lewis and, you know, um, Kwame Touré okay. right. and those guys were on. Um, SDS was the student, uh, I mean, the society, oh, what is it called? Um, Students for a Democratic Society, mm -hmm. SDS. They wrote a paper back in the day, you can still find it online, entitled The Student as Nigger. Hmm. And in this paper, they talk about how schools try to direct and control behavior to such a degree mm -hmm. that what they're ultimately trying to do is control your thinking. Mm -hmm. So the various kinds of things that you think are innocent, like, you know, put your name on this part of the paper, mm -hmm. uh, staple it right here, mm -hmm. you know, this kind of thing. All these little things that they keep chipping away at your individuality, your creativity, your critical thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening in too many of our schools, but it's definitely happening in these charter schools. But the people who am I talk to, and I've talked directly to people about, you know, why do you send your kids there? Oh, they need the structure. They need the structure. Nobody talks well, about that related to white kids. Well, yes, though, just a little side when, As far as putting your name in certain areas and your uh, and putting little identification on things on paper, that I would not go as far as to say, okay, that should be wiped off as well. But because one of the reasons for that is one of, not the, all the reasons, but one of the reasons for that is uh, when, let's just say a teacher or a group is correcting papers or such, it's a way for you to get to the paper poster trying to see right. is this little Jimmy's but, paper. But the, and point is, the point is that we, 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 can't, we can't get lost in each little example. Right. Uh, no, no, I don't want to get lost in it. I just want to identify so people don't think that we, we're nitpicking over here. No, no, no. So, so no, it's not nitpicking because the point is, is that it's the accumulation of, course. of these things. I'm with you it's on that. It's not that one or this I'm one. I'm with you on that, but you right. know there are some people who well, are very simplistic yeah, I, and we've got to realize that not everyone That's is right. I don't do radio all the time. I'm new. I'm new. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 I still I still believe that people can think. I don't know. You maybe you know, maybe I'm wrong on that. Okay. But but um Okay. Right. If you really believe people think, you help explain Donald Trump's situation to me. Well there we go. Okay, no, moving right along. Back true, to this true. conversation. Um I, well I'm I'm assuming that the listeners of Ugly Radio are thinkers. Well, know, I would like thing. to assume that uh, too, but sometimes I listeners are thinkers. I'm, I'm assuming Listen, that I would like thing. to believe that too, but sometimes I'm not even thinking. So let's go over well, that's, that may be true. <laughs> Another but thing I'd like to just interject before we go forward is that if you would like to chat, usually I don't open up to a forum because <laughs> I think it is critical for the host of a show to have enough content, enough to, to, in, to keep the, right. the listeners willing to listen to you opposed to trying to just bend in with their little opinion. Right. But this is such a, a heavy topic right here, this okay. Amistad situation. So I'm going to break my, my numero uno rule in Breaking radio. the rules. I'm breaking the rule. I'm going to let you chat with us by hitting that chat button. And you can leave a comment on Ugly Radio. You go to uglyradio.net and you can click that, uh, click on chat. You can log in with your Facebook account or uh, Twitter account or your, G your Gmail account, any of those. You'll see the, the options up there. You you just, if you have one of those open, you could just click on it and it will open up, uh, open up the chat and you could leave a comment, I guess, for 
right reverend or to myself and, and to me you know it's okay. wide open you can say shut up joe if you want to don't try to go off the rails because at the end of the day i have the mic and i have your name <laughs> <laughs> so here's the other thing i want to respond i want to talk about in response to this because i think quite frankly mm -hmm. these kids are doing the best that they can do in terms of responding to the situation they're in Mm -hmm. They see what they see, they experience what they experience, and they have it in a very direct way, mm -hmm. and they're responding to that. Uh, what they are not doing is responding to the structure that allows what they are upset about to happen in the first place. And for me, that's a better issue to, mm -hmm. to engage well, which of these schools to begin with. They're rearranging this furniture on the Titanic, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but I applaud them uh -huh. because, again, they are doing what they So what would you suggest do. then that, that they should be doing? Okay. Well, I'm not sure it's that they should be doing. And that's why I say I applaud them. I think the kids are doing what they should be doing. I think the adults should be doing something different. Mm -hmm. and, and the adults should be looking. Well, the, the adults on which end? The teachers or from the no, parents? No. Oh, no. I think the parents okay. should be not doing something different. But from one of the things that I read about this whole situation, the kids were, if they were from Bridgeport, uh, Connecticut, and they... they if they missed the bus, I think they had to be in the building by 10. They, yeah. they, hope they put down a whole bunch of rules and yeah, regulations. Yeah, they tried to I stop it. Recall. They tried to which, stop the protest. Which, of course, just highlighted these individuals' uh, their, their right to protest. Right. That's they, your they, constitutional and, right and, to and protest. And then Tolls comes out with a statement saying, oh, we teach our students to be leaders, and, exactly. and yeah. therefore we're proud of them for doing this. If you're proud of it, why are you trying to stop it? Why are your people trying to threaten them and intimidate them to stop it? So stop trying to... Why trying to are your people denying them their constitutional right? Right. But, Where but, are the lawyers but, but, on but, this? But, but then you're going to turn around and try to appropriate the exactly. situation. R correct. And, and like, don't, don't. Who, she thinks everybody is stupid except her. Exactly. Who, you know? who is this? Toll. The, oh, the, uh, the CEO, CEO, the CEO of, of okay. Achievement First, whom I've engaged in conversation, uh, her husband's particularly. But here's the other part <laughs> of it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We went, it, we went on and on and on on the independent for um, days with you know, conversation back and forth. You know, I, I don't know if, if um, Paul still has that stuff, but it's certainly out there. And this was back in the day when this stuff, when they were first starting to expand Correct. here in New Haven. Well, you have a kid that's in uh, New Haven Public Schools. What would you say is uh, what would you say positive about New Haven Public Schools as, as an option to this? To I, I, I don't think New Haven Public Schools should have to be an option to charter schools. I don't Thank think you. charter schools should exist Thank in the you. way okay, that they okay. do. Okay, okay, I'm with you in the way on that. They do. They shouldn't in the way they, they should, do, yeah, or the, should they be should well, not know, be existing? I, I always talk about achievement first style charter schools, which is well the business. Okay. You know, the, okay, the of it being more being pro more most prominent. Right. The creaming of students. If you're going to do a lottery. Are they a non-profit business and, or and are they for profit? Yeah, well, non-profit don't mean you don't make profit. True. So that's just a true. term. You know, that we, is we, true. We, we do live in 1984, for those of you who get that <laughs> reference. Uh, we, we're living that reality exactly, now. Exactly, right. But um, um, so the profit thing. If you're going to get students out of a lottery, mm -hmm. get them, keep them, maintain them educate them don't be creaming your student body so you can get the best students and then claim that you have quote-unquote the same students at the new haven public school well, what's you interesting don't. what's interesting is that uh one of the young lady who was uh discussing this with you yesterday said that uh she she said that uh the teachers they're always innovative they're always uh, new teachers 
And the reason for that you highlighted was, well, they, got, they keep having turns. You got new teachers every year, every it, six months. And, 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 you know, and it's yeah, not the, because the of they moving with the classes. It's because, now, is this the first graduating class? On the From senior? the high school? Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. But here's, I want to say two things on this. First mm -hmm. of all, the teacher thing. With the black teachers who have worked at Amistad and have pulled out of that situation because of the conditions, because they didn't want to enforce these draconian rules on these on these black kids, mm -hmm. they need to start talking. Correct. They have an obligation, and I'm not talking Correct. about to your friends and, and whispering at dinner party. Correct. You need to start talking. You need to start talking publicly. You have a responsibility and obligation for that. Um, the, the, the person with whom I was speaking yesterday about this happens to be I don't know what her role is with the, with the Black Lives Matter. She is one of right. she's Black one Lives Matter. Right. So she was giving me the whole spiel about how, you know, she gets in there and she's engaged with her kids and they the teachers don't, you know, treat her kids like that because they're intimidated by her and her presence and that kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is Well, well, well if let's you not use the word intimidated, but they know she's coming. Right. Well, Go ahead. But if, yeah. if, if you are representing an organization within the community, and I would declare Black Lives Matter is a significant and seminal um, organization for us right now. Correct. You can't be, um, you take on a different kind of obligation. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You take on a different type of obligation that Don't is sorry, more than about it your kid. Thank it you. can't be a black life matter. True. Good if you point. are representing black Good. lives Woo! matter. Good point. Great point. You know, you if know. I sent my child to a charter school, I wouldn't even have to talk about it. People would know. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, it would be an endorsement. Mm -hmm. To whatever degree, oh, Reverend Ross Lee, you know, and I'm not saying that I have this huge influence or whatever, but the fact of the matter is that would say something to people, right? You know, right. so you've got to be aware of that reality and that sort of thing. But here's the other thing I want to talk about with that. One of the reasons the charter schools are supported, mm -hmm. if you will, mm -hmm. um, and perpetuated with them, is because people look at issues and problems within. The, the New Haven public schools or any public school for that matter and say, you know, we got to do something. We got to do something. This is a perennial problem within the black community. We have an issue with, with something or problem with it. And we say we got to do something. And, and unfortunately, something the something mm -hmm. can be almost anything mm -hmm. that is different, different from the original thing. Correct. And even it's if the dangerous. something is not good in another right. And that is very dangerous. Yes. It's a very bad way to look at stuff. Just Agreed. because it's something or it's something different doesn't mean it's good. Mm -hmm. and, and we've got to be careful and more thoughtful, mm -hmm. particularly with our kids, mm -hmm. particularly with what we allow folk to do with our kids. One of the things that I saw with this, uh, with the black light, with the kids who were uh, protesting, mm -hmm. I did say, oh, my God. I look out and I say, oh, my gosh, this is great. Right. It's good to see these mm -hmm. young kids standing up for what they believe. And I know there were many of them in that crowd who parents felt totally different from what they were doing right. that day. And I, sh I applaud those kids who yeah. stood out there. I applaud you 100%. First and foremost, when they built the new high school for Amistad, the first thing I said, well, let me identify this. You, why, why the hell would you name a school after a slave ship? That's the first thing I want to know. What kind of a symbol are you, you, were you sending? Right. I want to know that because the symbols are extremely, extremely important, important and influential. Exactly. Let's not ignore what symbol stands for. Okay? But what they do. Let me put it that way. Let's not ignore what they do. So you have a school that you name after a slave ship? Mm -hmm. 
and one goes to this school should be proud to be inside the slave ship. To be inside the slave ship every single day, where their very eye movement is 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 um um demerit worthy. Huh? You can get a demerit. Yeah, for looking for, the wrong for way. looking the wrong way. Yeah, your eye movement is monitored. Are exactly. you kidding me right now? Exactly. How much more control can you have? And then you have the audacity I, to appropriate. A kid was tapping his pencil. You know, you don't know. He might be tapping his pencil because he's nervous as hell to be in a damn school. How many psychiatrists, psychologists do they have in that building that monitors these kids? Day, day to day. Right. I don't know. What are you turning your kid over to some these social experiments? And then you have the audacity to appropriate the images of, of African-American icons like. minus um, Ben Carson because he's up there too. But, you know, most of them African-American icons, you have the audacity to appropriate that for your uh, intent. Mm -hmm. None of these folk mm -hmm. whom uh, um, predominantly white society celebrated in their day, but it, now you're going to appropriate their symbols for white people to make money off of, right. because that's what's happening All right. here. You know, there was, there's not one, there, except Ben Carson, there was not one of those individuals that they have pictured across the top of that school, mm -hmm. as you just said, not one was celebrated in their day. Right. Not one. Right. Only Ben Carson. And you know something? He's the only one out of all of them that should not be up there. Why? This man has a strong, I could say, he has a hate for his community. And it's not his community. He has a hate for the black community. Well, I don't know that he, he shouldn't be up he there. Has a, he should not be up there. I think he should not be among that group. You know, you remember yeah, that yeah. Sesame Street song, one of these, these things, things is not, not like, like the, the other. other. And that's, that's why it should not be there. But let me point out this subtle thing, too. That no, may, you that know, no, 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 no. I don't want to go past that because okay, we ahead. just highlight symbols. And Ben Carson represents, he represents self-hatred. Yeah, he is a I strong know. representation of self-hatred. As a, you know, I'm not going to let some, I would not let my kid see Ben Carson as, as an, a positive influence on in his life. He might have done good. He might have done good in the, in the, in the medical field. But that's where it stops. I don't know what we knew of Carson before he ran for president because I didn't know much about him except for his. his but that's his the whole thing. Stuff. I, exactly, all his medical stuff. I, ever since, you know, when I first heard this guy Ben Carson, and I was like, "Oh man, that's that's impressive, black man doing this," mm -hmm. and I was proud. But then when I, you know, whenever I hear someone, you know, I do a little research on them. Oh, so you, 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 you checked them out early. Oh, God, I do. I, I start so. digging up on this well, guy. Well, you know, he, he was educated here. Uh, exactly. Across but the street. Exactly. Let's remember that. But, you know, <laughs> the one, <laughs> the thing that drew my, that made me put a big question mark was when I was introduced to Ben Carson, and then I understood that he had a connection with the Bushes. I was like, well, let me start asking some questions here about this guy. Let me look a little bit further. And then I start seeing his ideology. I'm like, oh, well, let's start bouncing over. Put the pause button on. And then I realized that the way this guy look at life, the way he, the way he views things, mm -hmm. is no different than any other of those highbrow brothers out here, man. Mm -hmm. And those are the worst for our community because what do highbrow people do? They pretend, but they walk around with that Oreo thing. It's, I can't find another descri better description. It's a whole Oreo mentality. It's I'm black on the outside, but please recognize the cream. Wow. One of the things that I, um, I, 
I um, teased out of this story that I found very interesting. It wasn't highlighted as, as uh, it wasn't a major part of the story as it was told, but I found this very interesting and fascinating and good. Mm -hmm. The leaders of the protest and mm -hmm. the walkout, among them were both the students who were running for class president. Oh, is that right? Competitors joined together mm -hmm. to lead in this protest. Because what they did was all the kids wore white shirts, but all the leaders wore black shirts. And both and two of the people in that leadership group were both of the students who were running for president of the student body. Uh, I think that speaks to something, mm -hmm. not, not to mention the fact that they were, you know, <laughs> um, I, I, I won't know, I don't know if they're parties or whatever, they, however they do it there, but <laughs> there's a bipartisanship, you know, in this <laughs> right. protest for one thing, uh, you know, in that way. But, um, but this is what I was saying when I said that. students being able to kids. work together even yeah. though they're competing right. and to see their common, um, you know, issues and their common goals and that kind of stuff. And I and hate to say that. this, but it's so true. When you hear them speak and you hear what they wanted, you, were, you know, I was, so, I, I was just so like, yes. Yeah. I felt like yes. This is our this is our future community leaders. I'm glad I'm glad they were they were you know like I say responding to what they experienced and right. what they know about. Right. Um, but again, overall, I think um, putting more black teachers in that situation, mm -hmm. if that situation is that situation, doesn't necessarily make. Um, Achievement First and Amistad High School a better, better place. place. Correct. No, the other because you could end up having a bunch of black Ben Carson's up in there, and then what? Right. And see, we <laughs> we often made that mistake. Oh, we need some blacks. We need some no, blacks. No, no. And they say, okay, Clarence no. Thomas. Exactly. We'll give you oh, some blacks. Oh, we'll give you some blacks. Right. You so know, that 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 that, that may, and, and particularly when you're talking about teachers mm -hmm. who are at the lowest totem pole in the in the structure, mm -hmm. who have no union protection who are overworked in the first place. Mm -hmm. And of course we see the turnover rate, Right, you know, is, right. is, is great. So that doesn't necessarily help the situation over, uh, but it's the idealism, the romanticism, um, the energy of the children that will lead them to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. But that fact that they are operating on all of those things, that romanticism, that, that, that idealism, those sort of things, and actually trying to do something mm -hmm. is, is um, it, it's just a great thing to see that our kids are not being apathetic, that our kids are not just getting along to go along, oh. that our kids are not just accepting. Right. Even if they have to step outside of what their parents might think about the situation As and say, listen, we are experiencing this situation. We know it. We didn't put ourselves here. Right. The parents are the ones who put them there. Right. You know, uh, I speak from experience when I, when I talk about uh, what behavioral patterns were. I shared this story many times on my show as well. But uh, when I came to this country as a little boy, I went to uh, a Catholic school here in Connecticut, in Hamden, mm -hmm. uh, St. Rita's. And uh, the student body was no more than, at the time, no more than, I would say, 20 20 uh, blacks, African Americans, uh, mm -hmm. if that's really one, but no more than 20 blacks. Out of a class of how many? I mean, a school uh, uh, of how many? Out of a school of probably about six, seven hundred. Wow. Exactly. It was a good, it's a good sized student body. Wow. You know, I was, you know, when you're small, everything looked big. So, yeah. That's it, true, too. Yeah. So, it might have been half of that, and now, you know, about 350, 400. That's still a lot. It's still a lot, but right. it, I only have 20 kids. I mean, mm -hmm. I could have count how many kids at the time. I lost count, but, you know, forgot how many was there at the time. Mm -hmm. But it was a very small student body. And 
here it is, and I often talk about this, and Kodak, make, Kodak on my show makes a joke about it when I say, you know, I went from, you know, I never saw fourth or sixth. I went from third to fifth, fifth to seventh. Mm -hmm. Kodak always said, well, you know, that's because they mix, they mix up your paperwork, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wow. but if, if that's the case, it's so. But I was placed in the school and uh, in the seventh grade, and I, I'll never forget, I went through pure hell in that school. Mm. I remember being called Shadow. Mm. You know, uh, they, they, no, Black Sam was the first one I was called. Mm. Uh, the N-word was thrown, but it wasn't all the time. Okay. I've been always, I was forced to feel like if I was a second-class citizen. Right. And to me, that was real hard to accept because I grew up in a country where I knew the prime minister of the country, right. black man. Mm -hmm. I knew my mayor, my doctor, mm -hmm. my family doctor, the family lawyer. Right. They were all black. Right. So for me now to come and feel like if I was a second class citizen was very hard for me. Mm -hmm. So which made me come across as being pompous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Wow. Okay. Wow. Oh yeah, I got that title too. So um, anyway, and that was pushed onto blacks, the other blacks mm -hmm. from whites. Oh, he's pompous. He thinks he's better than. Mm -hmm. No, I just came from a different situation. Mm -hmm. My social experience was different. So anyway, I, f I literally failed that school year, mm -hmm. at that school. Mm -hmm. But I won Gerald Tarazi, and I, I give that man credit. He was the superintendent of school here in the city of New Haven at mm -hmm. the time. And he said, you know, he asked my mother how, how we were doing, and she said, you know, he won't believe he, he failed the class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's like, that's un unbelievable. Right. That, that, that's totally unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And my mom sat down, you know, because my mom was involved in politics and, you know, local uh, activities. So he, he gave me a, a grading test or so, and, he, you know, I came out, and I blew it through, and he was like, there's no way we could keep this kid back. Mm -hmm. We're going to lose him in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. So he said, you know what, I'm, if you put him in the public school, I'll find a place for him, but mm -hmm. you'll have to, you'll have to uh, bring him because I can't, Get guarantee I could get you a bus service. Mm -hmm. well, okay, fine. So I ended up at Fairhaven Middle School, mm -hmm. and I was placed in the eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Now I was in a diverse culture. Mm -hmm. It was Fairhaven Middle at the time had a mix of everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, from <laughs> blacks, whites, Latino. We had a couple of Asian kids in there. We had, you know, there, there were a little bit of everyone. And to include more West Indians. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, it was a mixed group. That year I ended up getting a scholarship to, full scholarship to Kimball Union Academy in Madison, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And my mom took me up there. We, the whole family, we went up to Madison, New Hampshire, I remember, to take a look at the school. And uh, my mom said, well, you know what you went through the last time. You tell me what you want to do. You can easily go to Cross. Mm -hmm. It's still diverse. I look around and say, Mom, <laughs> only thing dark up here are the trees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, but she clearly understood. We laughed, and, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. We right. joke around. Right. We had another family, well, extended family member who was going there as well, too. So it was like, oh, maybe this might be a great thing for you. But I, I forego going to a prep school right. in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. which I would have went through the same culture shock again. Mm -hmm. And I always remember that experience. Mm -hmm. So when I speak about what's going on here at Amistad, mm -hmm. 
I know the experience that these kids are going through. Mm. I'm not talking off the cuff. I'm not slinging off, you know, good, like the Wild West mm. off the step. I'm letting you know mm. the social experience is so damaging to your kids. Mm -hmm. Yes. It is so damaging, people. Yeah. I can't start to tell you the feeling that a kid feels. And keep in mind, I came from a single parent household. Mm -hmm. You know, my sperm donor wasn't around, which, uh, by the way, I was, was kind of in this blessing in its own disguise, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, as I say on my show often, you know, I, <laughs> I'm, I got daddy issues. Mm -hmm. And that's <laughs> another part of uh, the equation that people don't pay attention to. Boys have daddy issues. I'm not afraid to say that. Yes, we do. A missing parent, a missing father, yes, it has its own issues too. Nobody likes to talk about it until the kid end up in prison. But that's another story. That's another show altogether. Mm. But I go back and I say, parents, when you think of putting your kids in these, in these places, you have to. Not that you should. You have to think of the social element of this place right. that you're putting your kid in. Right. You well, have listen, I went to public schools in Florida. I went to public schools in Florida. I went to public school in redneck Florida. <laughs> we had one black teacher, math teacher, mm. I do remember. Um, and so I, I recognize the value of what happens mm -hmm. in these places right. uh, that we call schools and how they socialize mm -hmm. um, us or how they um, impinge upon our psyche, our spirits, our souls even. And that I is very, even, it's very important that you, you, you know. See, I don't even, you, you, I, I hate to interrupt you. I, I apologize. No, you don't. You can interrupt me all morning. That's go true, ahead. but I still apologize. <laughs> you but, know. but you don't hate it. Go ahead. <laughs> good, good point, but I still apologize. You know? No, but, but what, what it is, is it's, there's a part of the equation I don't want to leave out. Some of it is done unintentionally. What? From th this institutional racism, from the t actual teachers. I'm not saying that all of them, but they come with their baggage. Yeah. They come with their misconception, their misperception. They come with their subjective e notions exactly. of how people should be. Exactly, how certain people should be. And, and, and the, you know, or right. how certain people are in their perception. How some people are, how, per right. how people okay. or certain people should be. And um, um, they try to enforce that and reform. And, you know, they, they're, they're, their only engagement outside of these kids is what they see on television. Correct. And Correct. what the media is showing them. Right. The media does it for entertainment and right. for making money right. and, and, you know, hegemony and control and that sort of stuff. Um, but they come with their images and they come with those notions of, of things like that. And they try to um, um, correct what they think is wrong. Mm. I don't understand in 2016 mm -hmm. why African-American parents mm -hmm. trust situations like that. I just don't understand it. I give you one word. Institutionalized. You're right. Yes. That's what it is. It, it's, it's, like the, it's like the Stockholm Syndrome. It is. It they is. They come in love with the captors. Yes. And, 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 yes. and, 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 and your children are... are uh, my daughter went to another school before she went to um, um, New Haven Public Schools for a while. Mm -hmm. And Preach. I had to go there. <laughs> I heard. St. Anthony's, yes. I, knew. I had to go. No, uh, St. Thomas. Thomas's, I'm Saint sorry. Thomas. I had to go there. Which, by the way, my mother used to teach there a long time. Right, I heard about that. <laughs> but I had to go there and talk to, and talk to people. 
uh, <laughs> about what they were doing mm -hmm. and, the, and, the, and the assumptions that they were making. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the teachers said to me, as I was speaking to her about what they were doing without any consultation with us, mm. without any consultation with our, with our parents, saying, and she said to me, oh, we just, I just assumed that you would trust us. No! And I'm like, w w w f why? <laughs> From where did you gather that assumption? Oh, because you're not institutionalized? Yeah, because well, I, I'm <laughs> just going to drop my child off someplace for six, seven hours a day Would and you not be involved in what's going on in her life at this place? Are you kidding me? Right and if now? you weren't involved, you'd be one of those parents. That I would just assume the superiority of white people and a white system or whatever, and that I can just of drop her anyone. off so she can be acculturated. Of anyone. In that. So you're, well, you're right, of anyone. But, of anyone. But, you know, what makes you think that I'm just going to trust you, mm -hmm. you know, without without engagement and even if I do trust you I'm still going to be engaged with what my child is doing and what you're doing with them of course I mean how many people have dropped off their kid even to their own parent who raised them and say you pick up the phone and call is everything okay right did they eat did, did, did? you don't it's not like you're thinking that they're gonna starve them it's just that you're gonna be involved you're involved you're engaged you're, uh, but, exactly. but, but not and, and the person the parents who are not listening mm -hmm. To people who have pointed them to research, mm. I could just be popping off about something. Mm -hmm. But I point people to research. research I tell correct. them, go look this up. There mm. is third um, person objective independent stuff that you can look at mm. to determine whether or not I'm just saying something. Correct. Or whether or not this stuff has been um, documented and right. research that kind of thing. They won't do that. Listen, people, in, t in today's world, like you said, in 2016, you really have to ask yourself why, but it does boil down to institutionalized. Because, you know, at the end of the day, in order for me to get information when I was a kid, I used to have to get up off the couch, right. get dressed, get on the bus, go, go to downtown, a library somewhere. go downtown, get to the library, go to a card index, a catalog, right. Hope that the book that I need is there. Right. Then no one else had checked it out because they were searching the same thing. Get that information. Hope that this information that I read have, it exactly. I read it. Exactly. I said read it. <laughs> and then cross reference if I can. This is gonna take just to find one little piece of information right. today. Literally at your fingertips. And literally. Literally at your fingertips. At your fingertips. Now, you, you, you may say, well, I don't trust the internet. You can cross-reference the internet. Right. You do know this, right? Right. You can cross-reference on the internet. And if you read enough and research enough, you, you begin to understand what, what legitimate sources thank are. Thank you. What, uh, what Correct. Not. Correct. What primary. So, I mean, I, had a, I was a philosophy major. Uh, my philosophy professor, whom everybody else in the school hated, um, um, he definitely pushed into our heads primary sources, primary, primary sources, source. primary. Right. Don't tell me what somebody said about Aristotle. Tell me what Aristotle said. There you go. <laughs> you know, primary source. So the information, and, 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 and when you have, you know, our people lived, bled, and died mm -hmm. for us to have these opportunities of college, mm -hmm. college education, and what all of mm -hmm. that, what that means. Mm -hmm. When we come back to our community, Mm -hmm. I particularly chose a profession mm -hmm. that works in and with and for my community. Mm -hmm. When we come back to our communities and we try to inform people mm -hmm. who have not had the opportunities that we've had, mm -hmm. we're not doing it because we think we're elite. We're not doing it because we think we are smarter than well, you. Well, not all we of us. We are Well, you know, I know Joe does. But, <laughs> Whoa. But, <laughs> but we are saying we have had access to information. Right. 
and we have had exposure to things mm -hmm. that you may not have had. Right. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help. Right. And if you don't, because I know, you know, for my position, there are a lot of, you know, jack legs out there. Mm -hmm. There's some in New Haven. Mm -hmm. Would call it names, but I'm not going to do it right now. There's another anyway, show for that, buddy. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. We're going to do so the, I know the, the name the, dropping show. There is a, uh, <laughs> there, yeah, we're going to do we, that show one day. One day we're just going to do a, a name um, dropping. There is a what hesitation to simply believe everything <laughs> you hear in the pulpit. Right. Go look it up. True. Go follow up. Follow Go do up. the research. Yep. I'm giving you sources. I'm giving you information. That's why my Bible study is not just a, a, a place where you sit down and go and talk about my opinion about this and my opinion about this. We bring information. We bring it to you to go look for and find it on your own. You should know better because the information is out there. Yes, it is. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Community Spotlight. Today's Spotlight was, shed, was shined rather on Amistad School and the kids walking out. Uh, here in the city of New Haven, and uh, the whole achievement first. Well, I'm gonna start just having to be on the front line of the <laughs> for us to address this. I'm quite sure in your area, if you're not, if you're listening to us here on Ugly Radio from another area, I'm quite sure you might have a, some one of the achievement first charter schools that, or some type of charter school that is questionable. Anyway, it was great for me to be here with you, sir. I enjoyed it once again. You're the man. Sorry I missed you last Friday. Well, no, I'm not. I, was, I had a great time. I was glad to be away for a while. and Okay. Glad to be back. Be back next week, same time, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Community Spotlight. Broadcasting live on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. And, of course, streaming live on independent radio for independent listeners. We are Ugly Radio. radio.